0: Welcome to the Ready, Set, CEO podcast. I'm Melissa Froelich, and I'm deeply passionate about helping women create aligned and sustainable businesses. I'm so glad you're here because that means you are ready to start embracing your leadership role as the CEO of your business. Sustainable business growth starts inside ourselves. Stepping into our CEO role allows us to create strategy that is in alignment for us and our own individual and unique businesses. And when it happens, things finally start to feel right. So let's get started. Today we have a really special guest on the podcast. Lisa McCarg is a fellow former teacher, and she is also a client of mine. She has been part of the Consulting Framework Accelerator program and she's currently in Activate, which is our program for activating your inner CEO and really igniting what is already inside of you to take your business to the next level with some momentum behind it. So Lisa actually approached me about coming on the podcast and I was honored that she wanted to share about her own unique experience around the fringe benefits of investing in a program. And she's here to tell you today about what it looked like to navigate the decision to make the single biggest investment financially in her business journey and what that looked like and what it felt like for her and how that impacted the actual trajectory of her business journey to today and continues to impact it going forward. So without further ado, I am going to jump into today's podcast and let you get to know Lisa, who is an incredible person and a digital organizer extraordinaire that you're going to want to follow. All right. Today on the show, we have very, very special guest who is going to share her own perspective and insights as somebody who has coached with me, who is currently coaching with me, but has been on her own journey to explore what it means to really step into building a business that's in alignment for her. So I am really, really excited to have Lisa be able to speak to what it looks like in real time to be stepping further and further into her role as a CEO. And she's going to share some sort of like unexpected wins that are part of the journey. And I think one of the things, and we'll talk about this in greater depth that Lisa has done so incredibly well, well, she's done a lot of things well, but she's incredibly coachable and she continues to dig into the layers of who she is as an individual and truly build a business around that instead of just building something and then maybe figuring it out later if it's in alignment. So she's doing the work as she goes. And that couldn't make me happier. So without further ado, Lisa, please introduce yourself to the audience. Tell them a little bit about who you are, what you do, and we're going to dive in. All right.
1: Thank you so much, Melissa, for having me on today. I'm
0: so excited to talk about
1: this. Um, my name is Lisa McCard. I am a former high school Spanish teacher who now works as a digital organizer. And the road from Spanish teacher to digital organizer is kind of a windy one, like Melissa said, and it continues to evolve. I now work with teachers and online business owners, and I help them get the back end of their business organized. So like if you are swearing at your Google Drive, searching for files, or you're getting buried in your inbox and like avoiding it because you hate it, or your canvas is a complete dumpster fire... And you're doing that never ending scroll through uploads to find that one good photo of you, you know, you uploaded once. I help people avoid things like that and save their swear words for things that really,
0: really matter.
1: So that is what I spend my days doing now. So
0: that's exciting. And I swear every single poll that you do on your Instagram stories, that's about, organization. I'm the person that's like, Oh, I'm the opposite of that. I have a giant dumpster fire going all the time, but I need you in my life.
1: I'm I laughing love- because you just answered my poll about how many Chrome tabs you have open, <laughs> or do you never close down Chrome. And I wanted to send you a message like, yeah, I already knew this. <laughs>
0: Um, it gives my husband like a heart attack when he walks in my office and I have two screens and lots and lots of Chrome tabs and then other tabs. Like there's a lot of tabs. Actually, I had to take a timeout yesterday and I, I do this thing where I'll set a timer and then I just clean and organize my desk. It looked like a hoarder had like, I just had a lot of creative things going on, but I'm like, Oh, this is not good. So <laughs> don't believe everything you see on Instagram, right? <laughs> right. There's exactly. also the desk surface. All right. So let's dive into this journey. So you shared that you're a former Spanish teacher, which is amazing. I also former teacher for those of you that don't know that. And I think that there's really something special about the teachers who come into the online space because we really have a deeper understanding of what it takes for lots of different people to absorb information and then also be able to get results. Right. And so that was one of the things you shared with me, like, Oh, when I found out you were a teacher, that was sort of like an exhale and aha, like you're actually going to know how to deliver information because it's not the same across the board. We have all different types of learning styles. And I think being able to just like read people and, and understand that as you go along. So right now, Lisa is in a program that I run called Activate, which is about activating that inner CEO and really, really getting some foundational things activated so you can create momentum to carry your business forward. Part of the work that's happening right now is also looking at the fact that Lisa is a projector in human design. So the way that she's going to design her business is going to be very different from how I would design my business as a generator, right? So again, layers of looking for people who can help you truly become the CEO of your own business is really, really important. So whether you work with me or whether you work with somebody else, like making sure that it's not cookie cutter. And I think that that's one of the things that is so cool about the work that you do in terms of the organization. You're not rolling in and saying, you have a dumpster fire. Here's how you have to put it out. There's a real layer of getting to know like, what's the motivation? What's the person actually going to be capable of? So let's go like backwards in time a little bit to when you decided to come into the Consulting Framework Accelerator program, because you're like, I think this is for me. Where were you at in your journey and what was your motivation for joining that program?
1: So I started my online journey back in 2019, actually selling digital resources um, to other Spanish teachers through a whole long twisty series of events, I started helping teachers organize their Google drives mostly. And I really loved doing this work. And like Melissa said, the work I do, there's not like a one size fits all system. And I always say, if someone tells you they have this organizing system for you, but they've never talked to you, like run in the other direction because they don't know you. So I spent and spend a lot of time doing what I call done with you work and figuring out, okay, okay how does your brain work? You know, how do you think about things? How do you group things? And eventually I knew Melissa, I was already in her space. um, And I heard about the CFA consulting framework accelerator. And I was like, wait a second. I I think that's what I'm doing. (laughs) Like, I think what I'm doing is actually consulting. And I thought, wow, you know, I'd like to have some more structure and figure out actually how to do this well. And like Melissa said, I knew that she was also a teacher and I'd seen her present and do trainings and stuff like, okay, this is a person who actually knows how to transfer information and teach somebody things and how to explain things in a way that really makes sense. Because there are a lot of brilliant, brilliant people in the online space. They're really great at what they do. And they don't know how to transfer that knowledge and expertise. So that was the first thing I was like, yes, like sign me up. So I signed up for CFA really looking for clarity of, okay, how do I do this consulting thing? And I mean, I'm a digital organizer, I like the nuts and bolts. I like the practicality of it. And I kind of knew from Melissa already. And I talked with her before enrolling too. just like, tell me about the mix. And it's CFA, it was such a good mix of the nuts and bolts and practicality that I really liked. But also the mindset of, oh, hey, I'm a teacher because I believe women should talk about money, and especially in teaching, I had a master's degree, master's degree, ten years of experience. I was working part time. My salary before taxes was seventeen thousand dollars, which is ridiculous. And so, camera is going somewhere else with this. But I was like, you know, how can I? How do I make money doing this? What's the practicality of all this? Oh, so I had so much like we will call it trauma around pricing mm. and mindset and value and worth. And Melissa addresses all of that in a really good way, not in the like, you have to do this or else, but like in such a good way. And I talk with a lot of people, teachers and non-teachers who have hangups around pricing and like, okay, let's get to the root if- issue really what that is. And I am not the person that was going to pick a session about mindset. Um, I first ran into Melissa, it was some online summit. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll go to this one. There's nothing else going at the time. Like mindset, woo-woo, great. And then like <laughs> onto the screen past Melissa and she talked about it in such a way. I was like, oh my gosh, this is like mindset, like quote unquote woo-woo stuff. And I say that kind of like a derogatory way from my mindset back in the day. It's like, oh my gosh, this woman actually makes it make sense. It's not just, ooh, love yourself in boundaries. It was like, no, no, no. Here's how you actually have boundaries, and here's how you actually work through this stuff. So I just always loved that about Melissa and CFA was just kind of that on like steroids, (laughs) next level of it.
0: I remember when I was telling you about the program, kind of what. It contained, and I said something about a syllabus and you're like, oh, you had me at syllabus. I so- <laughs> just
1: about did a spit take of my drink. Yes, <laughs> you had me at syllabus,
0: <laughs> but it is true. And, and I was the same way when I started really learning about the mindset stuff and leaning into it. It was like, what is this? Right. And and I pride myself on trying to make mindset very practical and very approachable and very strategic because you know a lot of the women that i work with they're they're left-brained very very heavily left-brained right and it's it's not to say that they don't also embrace some of the more woo things but it's like they want to know how this works why it works what is the path that i need to take and i think that part of that is really important but the the piece that i try and bring in in the cfa especially is learning that you get to make it yours right and i always say that the cfa is not it's not a rocket science program really what it is is to give you all of the things that can be overwhelming in terms of how to actually put your offer together and put it out there in the world and and you can speak to this i mean you you get everything that you need plug and play templates and swipe files and the exact process to set up your dubsado or honeybook or you can bootstrap it a different way. I don't want that to be the hangup. I already know that the major reason that most women aren't already offering consulting is because they have a hard time seeing their value and their worth at a higher level, right? So you're you're nodding your head. Talk about that piece a little bit.
1: Yeah, I am like nodding my head so much. And I'm now, um, there's a real um, difference. I can look up this book right now. Um, there is a real difference between I have found listening to business podcasts that are hosted by women and business podcasts that are hosted by men. Because men will be like, oh, do a 60 minute session and charge $800. And that's what I do. And of course you should buy it. It's great. And they go out and sell it. Where the woman's like, I can never charge that much. And not saying you should, I'm just making up numbers here. But like, I don't know very many women that would just say, Here's a package. Here's the cost. When are you signing up? Cause it's going to be amazing. Period. Done. No justifying yes. yeah. or selling <laughs> or like, um, but if that's not okay, we could, we could do this instead. Or, you know, I maybe mean, that sounds good. What do you think? Like men don't do that. And there's a whole lot of reasons why women do like thousands of years of reasons so why why mm-hmm. women do. And I think, the first step to, I will call it recovery and for women <laughs> getting what they deserve is recognizing first, that's a thing we do. Why am I uncomfortable selling myself or talking about pricing or you know whatever? And what do I do about it? And I very clearly remember um, in the CFA talking about when you when you're doing a discovery call and not even like, oh, I'm selling, I'm trying to convince somebody, but saying, this is what I do. This is what it involves. This is the price period. And then you wait, (laughs) you don't say anything. And if you've ever been a teacher in the teaching world, that's called a wait time where you like ask a question and you wait for students like respond, you give them time to think about it and respond. And that is a wait time is a really uncomfortable little phenomenon (laughs) for a lot of people. Um, but I remember doing that and it's almost like as someone who's been in therapy, it's it's almost like therapy, like exposure therapy of going through this and, you know, saying this is what I do. This is what it costs. And then you wait and the person says, oh, okay, great. And you're like, <laughs> oh, okay, great. <laughs> like, holy bleep, is that, did that just happen? And that's not always how it goes. Sometimes the people are like, oh, and you say, okay, well, you know, if that's not in the cards right now, here's some other ways we can work together. Yes, technically it's called a down sell, but really it's okay, how can I support you in a way that is accessible and supportable for you, my client, and also respects my time, energy, and expertise. Because we talked um, at least in, in my roundabout of CFA, a lot about like resentment. And that's what would happen. You'd say, okay, well, what if I, you know, we only do this much and you end up putting in all this work and you end up feeling resentful. Mm-hmm. And that's just not a good look for anybody. It's not a great feeling at all. So I think so much of CFA was just addressing those issues and like working through them. And is it ever like a finished process? I don't think so. Stuff comes up, but it's such a good supportive environment. And if nothing else, it's full of women that are like, oh my gosh, yeah, me too. And these are all women that like, I looked at the websites and I, looked, I was like, holy crap, this woman has her ish together. And like, she's a <laughs> quote unquote, real businesswoman." And I'm coming from the teacherpreneur space and all that mental baggage. But so here's this woman that I think is just absolutely killing it with the exact same insecurities I have. And I'm like, oh, so this never goes away. How do we like work through and overcome it? But there's a really amazing book um, called We Should All Be Millionaires. It's by Rachel Rogers. And she talks about just historically how women have been really screwed over with money and why things like pricing are so difficult for us. And Mm -hmm. especially if you're a woman of color, it's like even more so you've got even more like things stacked against you. But I just remember learning like a woman in the United States couldn't have a credit card unless her husband signed off on it until (laughs) the 1970s. Y'all, I was born in 1985. It was only 10 years before I was born that a woman could get a credit card on her own or a bank loan without her husband co-signing. So, hey, spoiler alert, if you weren't married to a man, you were kind of SOL. And I'm like, no wonder we all have baggage around money or being scared to charge or being scared to look at our numbers. And CFA was really just such a good kick in the rear end for so many things to like, do the darn thing and really get uncomfortable and look at it or, you know, just just do the thing. And whenever I talk about CFA, I tell people it's really intense, like in a really good way in that it's, hey, okay, you're going to do this. And it kind of forces you to make decisions about your dreams, you know, or so, oh, wouldn't it be great if I did X, Y, Z? Yeah, it would. So tell me, what does that actually look like? It really forced me to make these decisions. And after CFA, like I did some consulting and because of who I am and my energy and stuff, I'm like, I don't think I want consulting to be the bread and butter of my business. And everything I learned in CFA was so worth it and so applicable because I'm just so much more confident talking about what I do, talking about my pricing. When I have a new offer, I know how to sit down and work through the nuts and bolts and Melissa mentioned all the like swipe files <laughs> and the step-by-step of how they do stuff. Oh my God. I swear I should like frame that thing was with just with, as much as I looked at it. Cause I had to like print it out and like highlighted and checklisted, like building out my own backend from somebody who's done it. And like knows I'm like, Oh yeah. Wouldn't have thought of that. Or, oh my gosh. Yeah. I need to do this and this and all of those swipe files, everything I learned, like I said, even if it's not a consulting offer, if it is a digital product offer, if it's somebody says, hey, I want you to come do a training in my membership, guess what? All those same pieces still apply. I had somebody approach me and say, hey, I'd love for you to do a training about digital organizing that I could use as a bonus for my membership. And in the past, I would have probably been like, oh, sure, I'll do that for you for freaking free because of yeah. course I would. And now I was like, hmm, okay. And you know what I did? I sat down and I thought about the time, the energy I was going to be investing, the value I was going to deliver, how long it was going to take me and all of this stuff. And I said, okay, great. Well, here's my price for that. And the person, it was a guy actually said, okay, great. And I had like pushed that number a little beyond my comfort zone. So the worst he's going to say is no. And I didn't, I was like, I had nothing to lose. And he was like, okay, great. I was like, okay, great. (laughs) And all of, I think that all that confidence to be like, Hey, here's my number was hundred percent CFA and
0: working through all of that. I love that. I love that somebody came to you and invited you because mm-hmm. as a projector, right, that's you yeah. completely being in alignment. Like you're back here behind the scenes, honing your craft, focusing on really, honing in on the way you want to build your business, having something that's more sustainable, but really supportive of the way that you're designed to move through life, not to go, go, go all the time, prioritizing rest, short bursts of, of work. And somebody came and saw you as the beacon that you are. We often say that the projectors are like lighthouses and said, hey, could you help me with this, right? You had an invitation and then you got to decide with confidence, Here, here's how I can help you with that. And you didn't make it about you. You made it about, okay, I have a solution and you felt confident in it. And it wasn't about, oh, I've got to win this opportunity or I've got to make this person like me by giving them a really good deal. Like a lot of beliefs that may or may not have come up from the past weren't there because you knew that there was value in, in your expertise. And that's part of what we talk about in the program is embracing your expertise versus like seeing yourself as an expert. That sounds really heavy and like, holy shit. Right. But the expertise piece, we all have expertise. That's not saying that we're all experts, but we have areas in which we have expertise that we're probably totally overlooking. And so let's go to that part of the program for you, which is, you know, in the beginning, when we start to look at Colby and we start to look at all the things Enneagram and really know who you are as an individual. And what did that feel like to sort of be seen in a way that you couldn't be unseen for yourself?
1: Um, I will say if you haven't taken the Colby, take the Colby Mm because it's really freaky. I'd never heard of it. And so it's one of those, you know, you answer questions and stuff like that. And you get these it's, yeah, you get four numbers and it, I don't even know what it all is. I, I read it a million times, but I remember I got my results and I was like, oh my gosh, yes. Uh-huh. Yo, that's a hundred percent me. That is exactly me. And I was like, wait, what? Not everybody thinks like this. Like this is not how right. everybody approaches a problem or a task. Um, cause one of it, There's something like, um, I think, fact find, like how much information do you want when you're going to approach something? You're like, I don't care. I'm just going to jump in. You're like, "Mm," give me like the very basics. I fall into the, I call it like the enough to be dangerous phase. Like I Mm. know
0: just enough. What is your first number?
1: Uh, six, I think. Yeah. And then- like, there's like, I want to know every single piece of information before I even do this. And Melissa, I think that's you, right? You're yes, like, I'm, I'm really like,
0: close. I'm an eight. <laughs> so yeah, you want
1: like every piece of info. And I'm just like, I just need enough to be be dangerous. Give me the basics and I'll figure it out. And you know, like, how do you approach a pro- And there was just so much, it was mind blowing. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. So not everybody thinks like, like this isn't how everybody approaches something. This isn't how everybody would look at like a messy desk to go back to your example, like uh-huh. tackle it. Like, What? And so I think I, again, like I'm a digital organizer. My brain looks at something and immediately starts to like (laughs) make the chaos go away and put in order and systems and stuff. And not everybody's brain does that. And it was a long time coming for me to realize that. And so I think really taking like the Colby and other things and human design. I don't know enough. I'm dipping my toe into it, but like when Melissa <laughs> says stuff like, oh, you know, this is, I'm like, yeah, that is me or mm-hmm, yeah, that, that really makes sense. It is just coming to terms with not everybody's like you and the things that are easy for you aren't easy for everyone else. Mm,
0: exactly. Um, that.
1: And I'm just like, oh, you know, cause there was a really long time. I was like, well, why in the world would anybody ever pay me to organize their Google Drive or to set up, you know, systems for how to manage their inbox. Because how, what do you mean? Like, how, how can you not have an inbox? How can you not find emails in your inbox? Like, I don't understand (laughs) that like, that's even a reality to me because it's not to me. And then I talk with people like, yeah, no, I mm -mm, not in a million years. Could I ever do this or think about that? I can't find that solution. And conversely, they're really good at other things. Like I am not a graphic designer. I'm not good at making things look really visually appealing. Literally one of my mottos is practical over pretty. If you like mm. look at me in the online space, I'm like it doesn't have to be pretty, it just has to work. So I don't yeah. color code things. But I have friends that are fantastic at graphic design and making things look great. And their canvas is a freaking nightmare. Like right. it's not at all organized. And I'm like, but you're a graphic designer. How is your like, you know, how is this not organized? And I'm like, why would it be like, how would I even go about doing that? I'm like, well, you do this same way when I'm like, on oh, in the heck, did you make that look so good? They're like, well, duh, I just did da, 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 da. And I think especially in CFA being with a group of women that had different skills to be like, wait, that's easy. Like, there's a couple of people I've met through Melissa and various programs that are like specialists with team cultures and like managing people. Like that sounds like a nightmare. Like that is a circle of hell for me. Like I would not even know where to begin and they love it. And it's easy for them. And I'm just like, oh, so people look at me like I look at you and just kind of being able to recognize that. And like you said, not being the expert, because spoiler alert, there's always someone out there who's better than you are at what you do. Or, you know, like there's always someone who's bigger, faster, stronger, smarter, you know, whatever. It's not about being the expert or being the only person in the world that does this. It's about, here's what I do. Here's how I do it. And, you know, there are really brilliant people in the online space that are great at what they do. And they're just not my person. Like I don't mm. click with the way that they present the information or with their personality. And that's fine. They're great at what we do. They they do. They have good information and they're not the right fit for me. Online business is like the same way. And I'm coming more and more to realize like, yeah, there are other digital organizers out there. There are other systems people. And guess what? There are some clients I don't want to work with because we're <laughs> just not a good fit. And I don't say that to be like, oh, they're a terrible person. It's just like, wow, you're really high energy and like da 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 da. And like, ah, oh, wow, I feel really drained after just our discovery call. Mm. I'm not the right person for you. But you know who is this person who is a little more like kind of frenetic high energy? Yeah. Who also is going to be great for you. And, and I, that was is- the other thing I really took from CFA is like, it's not just about trying to like, oh, I got to find clients, got to find it up. So, oh no, it's a two way street. Mm -hmm. Is this also a good fit for me? Because if it's not, it's it's not a fun time.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, what you've just described there is like embracing the abundance mindset, right? Instead of making every discovery call end in a proposal because you can, it's about saying, ooh, is this a good fit on a two-way street? Ah, I'm a projector hmm this person's really high energy they're a manifester like I don't think I'm going to be able to keep up with them right I'm just using giving design as an example or if they just go a million miles an hour or massive visionary entrepreneur I get to choose and this doesn't make them good or bad or me good or bad this is about a match and also I'm honoring my values I'm honoring my you know authentic way of being and it all comes back to having confidence in the fact that, I know how to navigate what's best for me. And there are going to be plenty of other opportunities that continue to come my way instead of the space of like, oh my gosh, I have a discovery call. I've got to land it, right? Been there, totally been there many, many times. It's moving out of that space and realizing that like, I'd rather have right fit clients versus a whole roster full of people that I was able to get to say yes to my services because I was really good at selling and cause that's not going to create sustainability. But I think that you don't get to experience this until you learn more about who you are and you continue to do the doing, which, you know, you mentioned earlier that like, mm, I don't think I want consulting to be my primary focus. How would you know that if you hadn't explored it? Right. And now you have all of these skills and this understanding, and it doesn't, mean that you aren't going to also do some consulting, but you get to weave that in where it makes sense for you. But like what the drive is right now is to build a business that feels really good to you. And because of trying out all these different things, you're so much more clear on what that even means, right? Versus when you first left teaching, could you imagine if somebody had said like, you're going to be a professional digital organizer?
1: Yeah, no, that was not the plan. It <laughs> <laughs> was not the plan at all. The plan, because like it's funny, because you don't know about this online world until you're in it. And I forget, it's like,
0: like a whole secret society. It like, is.
1: I forget. People don't know it exists. And then I run into people like, oh, what are you doing since you know you're <laughs> not teaching? And you are I'm like, how deep do you want to go down this rabbit hole? We got, we got a lot, like, we got a whole world to build here. <laughs> when I was teaching, I started building. Um, an exit plan for a whole lot of reasons. And the only thing I knew about was a website called Teachers Pay Teachers, where you can mm-hmm. sell your teaching resources. So that's what I started with. And that was then like, oh, there's online courses. Oh, there's online memberships. Oh, there's a VA. What's an OBM? What's a DOO? What's SEO? What's an L- like, LTKW, <laughs> long tail keyword? Like all the things and like project management system, which you can't abbreviate because then it's PMS and then it just gets weird. And like, <laughs> Black and Voxer and Upsado and HoneyBook and Trello and ClickUp and all the things. And any normal air quotes, normal, not online person. It's just like, what are you talking about? So this was never even like the plan. And then I got into online organizing because I was on a Zoom call um, with a fellow teacher, an online business owner. And she was going to be teaching direct object pronouns for her class. She's like, oh, I'm going to introduce them. I'm like, oh, I have a great story. Let me pull it up. And I happened to be sharing my screen. And I pull up this teaching resource I had. And she goes, Lisa, how did you do that? And I was like, and I thought she meant, how did I make the resource? I'm like, oh, no, I just didn't PowerPoint and blah, blah. She goes, No, 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 no. How did you find that so fast? I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, it would have taken me 15 minutes to find that file if I could even find it, and I probably would have just remade it, a Google Drive like mine was not even a possibility in her reality. She thought just Google Drive was a bad product and everybody hated it and it couldn't be organized and everybody was like struggling like she was. She's like, you need to tell people this is possible. And that like one thing led to another. And uh, Melissa and I, we've talked about this, how when you invest in yourself and in your business, it very rarely like takes the path you think it's going to take. So I started selling on TPT and I decided I was gonna invest in this course specifically for TPT sellers and like things. And through that, I learned about this whole online business world. And through that, I met some amazing friends. It's four years since I've known these people. There is one, uh, I consider her, well, she's probably, she is one of my best friends. We talk multiple times a day through Vox or Instagram or whatever. I've never met her in person because she lives halfway across the country from me. And I've never met her in person. Hopefully in May, I'm going to be in New York City. And hopefully she's going to come into the city and I'll meet her. So that was just like crazy. Also, if you're in this online business world and you don't have some biz besties, like get some biz besties because I would have quit a long time ago. But I met them. And then that one of those other biz besties, Claudia, tells me my Google Drive is amazing. You need to help people. I start helping people. I'm like, okay. I run into Melissa and... I invest in, you know, CFA and coaching with her thinking, oh, I'm going to learn how to make a consulting package and I'm going to do X, Y, Z. And instead I, I do that also, but I also meet all of these other amazing women. I get so much more confidence. And like Melissa said, I, when you find out more about who you are, everything kind of starts making sense when she's like, oh, you're a projector. And that typically you wait to be invited in. I'm like, yes, yes, I do. Oh how I'm now subconsciously like starting to build my business because I'm figuring out what works. Holy cow. Yeah. It's all lining up with what Colby tells me, what human design tells me like, huh? And so I feel like when you learn about yourself, it kind of goes two ways. It can be, oh, well, I'm doing, th- I'm going to do this because, you know, I'm a projector or I'm, I'm, every time I take the Enneagram, I get a different number. I'm <laughs> whatever in the Enneagram. <laughs> So you can say, okay, because I know this, I'm going to do this. But also I feel like it goes the other way. Like, oh, it feels really uncomfortable and unpleasant for me to always be like networking and chasing leads and da, da, da. And this is like, hey, that's because you're a projector and you're really a lighthouse and like you're waiting to be invited in. I'm like, oh, well, that's really reaffirming then as well. And I, it's like every investment I've made, 99% of the time I got what I thought I was going to get, but also just like so much more, you know. Who would have thought I the CFA was gonna teach me how to really confidently build out a funnel for a Canva organization workbook? Like that backend stuff we learned and all these right. things.
0: Because like, that's not on any sales page, right? And that's yeah, not that, that's, good. we didn't we
1: didn't cover that in CFA, yeah. but there's just so many transferable skills and so many unexpected benefits that come up when you invest in yourself.
0: I love that. Yeah, and I think that it's continuing to explore. Like you said, the work's never done, right? Continuing to lean into things, try things out, test things out. But remember that you're ultimately the CEO, like you get to decide what you're going to do. And There's a lot of conditioning around that, especially when we come from corporate. We come from being told that this is the path. Like, so you're not only learning how to confidently sell a new offer and embrace skills, but you're like then trying to detox from this way of being.
1: Into it's a lot of unlearning, (laughs) yeah, and reprogramming. And I think, like you said, there's all the conditioning from your past. Your past life, because I don't know anyone that like started out in the online space yet. Everybody came from like corporate or teaching. Came from or... somewhere and somewhere, all this you know? road, Yes, yeah, somewhere. You have to unlearn all of that. And I feel like especially what I love about you, Melissa, is you are just so like, you know, you have to do what feels good for you and your values and be sustainable. I feel like it's really easy in the online space. You see these like gurus and tell you, oh, this is what you're supposed to do. And this is how your what your email form should take. And I hated writing emails to my list because mm-hmm. I was trying to write like the perfect email, you know, and they had to be long and you like, if you were going to sell something, you had to sell it this way. Or, you know, there was a certain way to be like a quote unquote real business person. And I finally got to the point. I just said, forget it. It's not what I said. I swear a lot, but I'm trying to clean myself up. I said, forget this. And <laughs> I started just writing emails like I write. And my emails, they're short. I don't like long emails. I don't have time for that. They're short, they're really actionable and there's probably some swear words, sarcasm or snark in there because that's just (laughs) who I am. And since I started doing that, since I said like, forget all the like, whatever, I'm just gonna do what feels good to me and what feels an integrity and what I feel adds value or like will help who's ever letting me come into their inbox. In the last month, I've had five separate people like go out of their way to say, oh my gosh, you're so good at emails. I love your emails. You're so good at copy. And I'm like, I am not good at copy. <laughs> I hate copy. I'm not good at it. And they're like, no, you are like, you're. I always open your emails. And mm. it's people from different like spheres. Like I've had teachers tell me this. I've had some online people in the online space from like very different things. Like tell me, oh my God, I love your emails. They're so good. And I'm just like, huh, look at that. When I just started like being myself, it is transferring better and it feels better for me. I love writing emails now. Like I will sit down and batch out the whole month of emails because I send an email every Monday and I love it now. And I feel like I'm adding value and I'm proud to show up in people's inboxes. And it's not just, and you know what? Spoiler alert, next week's email is a full-on like sales email. about hey, here's this thing. Buy it if you want to. Here's what it is. If you have questions, let me know. And I don't feel bad about that now because (laughs) the rest of my emails are like full of value. And guess what? The thing that I'm now going to like pitch and sell in this email, I feel really good about. I feel just really in integrity about. And if somebody doesn't want it, cool. That doesn't mean anything about me. It doesn't mean it was a bad product. It just means it wasn't right for them or it wasn't right at this point. And that's fine. And next week, you know, I'll be talking about other stuff. And maybe next time they see it, they'll be like, you know what? It is the right time now. But like, once you just start showing up as yourself, it's Mm. a whole lot more fun. And it's a lot less pressure. And people see that. And then the right people are drawn to it.
0: I just, I love this so, so much, right? And you keep going, but keep going in terms of whatever that means to you keep going for Lisa looks different for keep going for me or you listening to this. Like being consistent does not mean constant push, 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 go, go, go. It's continuing to learn, continuing to test things out, continuing to notice the beliefs that are showing up for you. And are those helpful or is that holding you back. And then how do you navigate that and giving yourself space to try things out and do it your way and not do it because somebody said that you should, or that somebody said that you had to do it this way. I like to think of everything as, you know, the, the ingredients, but you're going to put your own spin on it, right? You look at the way somebody else did it. And what can you take from that, that then is an alignment for the way that you're going to do it. And I hope that that resonated for you from the CFA. It's like, this is how my consulting packages look like. This is the way I did it. But this is not the only way. Like this can be a lot of different things. And like you said, there are down downsells, but it's not, you go into the consulting framework program. This is what your consulting offer looks like. This is your upsell. This is your downsell. This is the only way to build the package. No, 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 no. Right. Here are some different ways that that can look. But then also if you decide... I don't even want to be a consultant. You've got all of these things that you can apply in so many different ways, but that's kind of, that was a big inspiration for this podcast. You know, you coming to me afterwards and saying, there are just so many fringe benefits to investing in coaching that you can't describe on a sales page and you can't know. And I think when there's alignment, right? When there's synergy, when it's the right coach for you at the right time for you, and you're ready to be coached, right? This is not going to, you're not going to have the same experience. If you come to me right now and you're like, I'm not open to anything. Life is hard. Business is hard. I want this thing to be the thing that's going to solve all my problems. This is not You're not going to have that experience, right? So it's got to be also that you're like, hmm, what can I learn here? What can I test out? What can I be open to the process of? And how am I going to take that and engineer it and adapt it so it works for me? So with all of that, what would you say, or what would you share with somebody who was like on the fence about, not even the consulting program, but consulting in general, right? They're listening to this and they're like, yeah, I think that I really would like to do more consulting and guiding people and being more in a strategic capacity, but I don't know if it's possible for me or, but like all the things where somebody might be on the fence, like, what would you say to somebody who's like, they lean in and then they aren't sure.
1: I think, okay. So here's the word. I here's the thing. I don't like the word
0: consulting
1: because mm. for me that's a really loaded word. I think of like I don't know, like middle aged white guys like walking down <laughs> New York, going to consult at a big firm on the like twenty yes. eighth floor. I don't know. To me, so like I mentioned earlier, you like talk about consulting, what it is. I'm like, oh, well, I think I've I'm already doing that. I yes. think I've already been doing that. So. If you are a person and you help other people, like you sit down and you talk to them and you help them, you're consulting. <laughs> That's that <laughs> like all it is. And the consulting framework etc. what it really helped me do was see that what I was already doing and what I'm naturally good at, it's a skill set. Like mm-hmm. its it's a unique skill set. And CFA just really helped me kind of A, become clear and confident in that, but then also like hone and fine tune the back end. And like Melissa said, it's not a program where they go in and say, okay, well, you're going to do eight weeks of consulting and it's every other week. So it's four calls and they're this long and these are deliverables. It's very much, okay, you know, how are you going to help people? And what I really, really liked about it is it was what works for you and your audience? Who do you want to help in the niche? And so if you're kind of on the fence, like, oh, I don't know if this is for me or not, I would just say, hey, like, yes, it is because Melissa is amazing and there's a ton <laughs> of value in this program. Even if you don't want to be a consultant, <laughs> it is just a really good, like, here's how you do business in integrity that works for you and like how you build a business you really like. And CFA at the time was the biggest investment financially I'd made in my business. And I very clearly remember, again, boxing with my biz bestie, Christina being like, there's a thing I really want to do it. I don't know. Da, da, da. And she's a teacher. And by the time she got done teaching, it was like, I, I think you need to do this. It sounds like I was like, yeah, I already signed up. <laughs> but <laughs> it was if, if you're on the fence, it's that combination of I'm kind of anxious, like I kind of want to throw up because this is a big deal. And I'm so freaking excited. And this feels like like a really good, uncomfortable push. Mm-hmm. Then like, yes, do it. Because I don't, I don't think you ever regret investing in yourself or trying something new or pushing yourself. I've invested in programs that spoiler alert, they were not great, but you know what? I still learn from them. I learned, oh, this is how I don't want to do business or, oh, this is really not right for me or, oh, like no matter what, I think you really learn. And so if you're on the fence about consulting, ask yourself, wait a second, am I already doing this? Or if you're like, I really would like to help people. And that's what I want to build my business around. And maybe that's one-on-one consulting. Maybe I feel like everything I learned in CFA would work for a group program as well, would work for a membership as well. It's all those same fundamental pieces. And I really just learned so much about who I am and how to build something that felt good to me. Like I said, I don't like people being like, you have to do this, or you're wrong, or you're a failure. And Melissa's like the complete opposite of that. And Melissa's also like, "Mm, Lisa, I think you're kind of selling yourself short. Like, why are are you doing that? What's coming up for you? What if I said you should do this? How does that feel? She's like the very nicely like nudging you (laughs) into like... Slightly, I always told my students, I said, I'm gonna throw you in the deep end of the pool, but I'm gonna give you floaties, all right? You're not gonna drown. You're gonna feel a little uncomfortable and you're gonna be out of your comfort zone, but like you're gonna be okay. I'm I got you, you know, I'm not gonna like chuck you in and be like, swim and then <laughs> watch you sink. You know that's I feel like that's what Melissa kind of did. She just like pushes a little deeper into the pool, but with like a really nice floaty. So, <laughs> it's like uncomfortable
0: in the best possible way. I think you really highlighted something important. Like consulting is a word, right? But it's beyond that. It is what this brings to life for you. Call it what you want. Somebody asked me the other day, well... Would this apply to coaching? Because I'm not sure if I want to be a coach or a consultant. Yes, absolutely. 100%. Do we talk about the brass tax differences of the true definition of coaching versus consulting? Yes, right. But is there a massive crossover? You betcha. Do I? do anything differently. When somebody comes for coaching versus consulting in my business operationally in the back end, zero, everything is set up exactly the same. It's how they're looking for guidance. And I'm going to literally teach you what that looks like and how to embrace that and how to confidently speak to that because you'll get that question, right? Well, how's, I already have a business coach. How is this digital organization consulting going to be different? Okay. Well, 3,000 ways, but, uh, you know, how to nicely be able to be like, oh, that's a great question. And let me explain that to you in a way that's digestible. You're going to be able to have those skills to confidently communicate what it looks like, right? A lot of it is painting a picture for people to be able to say, ah, okay, I can relate to that. And that's what we spend the majority of the time doing. We're doing a cohort in May. It will be the only live one that I'm planning on running this year. And, you know, there's a reason that this program is built the way that it is. It is literally everything that you need in order to create a profitable, confident consulting offer. I could package it up and give it to you and you could DIY it and it would you'd get a ton of value. But I want to Teach this live because there is something really special and magical that happens not only when you're in a cohort, like Lisa's saying with other women, you're seeing that, oh, I'm in a room with 15, 10, whatever other consultants or aspiring consultants, and we're all really, really different. And we're all really, really badass, right? But what I was walking into this virtual room. It was like, Oh, I'm going to be with a bunch of other consultants, just like me. Like, no, (laughs) it's so different. And that's, what's cool. And you start to say like, Oh, wow, this is, of course I need to be telling people about what I do because it's pretty unique and you learn how to put your unique spin on it. So I love this program. It came because so many women that I was coaching. We're saying, I want to get out of implementation. I want to get out of the day-to-day. I want to get out of the grind of other people's businesses. I love guiding people. I love strategizing. I love helping them make a plan, like all these things, but how do I do that? I'm like, oh, well, I can teach you. I've been doing that for years. It's amazing. People love it. They want that, right? So it was really fun to have Lisa in the program, but it was extra fun to have her come back a couple months after being in it and saying you know there was a bunch of stuff that I got from the CFA that I never imagined that I would get from the CFA and that's just like every teacher coach person's dream to hear that and so I'm I'm excited you've been able to share all that today so tell us a little bit about what you're up to in terms of your own business and where people can find you and how you can help them because I guarantee there's a bunch of the audience out here listening like ah uh. My yeah. inbox is a mess, yeah. but beyond that, like, what have you got going on, and how yeah. can people work with you?
1: First of all, I just want to say you said it started. See if I started again in May. I'm like, oh, should I do it again? <laughs> like, I kind of want to do it again. Like, I'm not even kidding. Like, it was that like good of an experience. Like, God, maybe I should just do it again. So I
0: love that. Yes, yeah, was, I I've thought about it. bringing like an alumni piece <laughs> into it because I have had several people say, "Can I go through it again?" Because yeah, it's just, like such the spark.
1: Yeah, huh. it really, yeah. yeah, Yeah. I'm like, can I do it again? Anyways, you can find me online. I am at lisamch.com. You can connect all the places there. I'm on Instagram way more than I should be. I'm Lisa <laughs> J over there. I have like, it's like my own, it started as a joke. I used to say if I had a talk show, I'd probably call it the pickup line with Lisa. And because... And that's literally where the pickup line with Lisa came from. It's literally me sitting in the school pickup line Monday through Friday. And that's when I hop on Instagram stories and like share what I'm up to. So you can find me there. I am really excited. I am insane and decided like (laughs) a month ago to completely re-record my um, inbox organization course. So if your inbox is terrible, I have an entire course called Tame Your Inbox that can walk you through that. I'm putting the finishing touches on a Canva organization workbook because that's the one thing everyone talks to me about too. Mm. Is like, I hate Canva; it's so awful to organize. I'm like, yes, yes, it is. And yes. I, I worked in financial technology before I was a teacher, so I'm like, yeah, they're they're like UI is terrible, like their user interface, and they around terms like that from my financial tech days. But so I'm putting the finishing touches on Canva organization stuff coming up. I have more stuff with Canva coming up because so it's really exciting, and even though consulting isn't like my favorite thing to do, I actually really <laughs> do love doing it. I do love sitting down and doing done with you work. Cause we got to sit down together. Cause I need to know how your brain works. Cause 99% of the time, the way I would organize something, the client's mm. like, yeah, no, that's not going to work for me. And it's not, and again, it goes back to Melissa's. I feel like, oops, constantly preaching about like, Hey, you have to know who you are. You know, you have to yeah. know what works for you. You have to be confident in that. And that's I take a lot of that into my organizing as well. So you can find me at lisamch.com or Instagram, lisajmch. Those are the best places to reach me.
0: Perfect. And we'll have all of those in the show notes as well. All right, my friend, thank you so much for sharing all of your insights and wisdom today. I know that it's really, really helpful to hear from somebody else's real-time experience, right? Investing in any program, it. it it's scary, especially I feel like in this day and age, because there's a lot of options out there. So how do I find the right one for me and one that's actually going to give value? And and I'll just say this like, it's really me in the in the inbox. So if you have a question and you come into my DMs, like I'm gonna be there. You're probably gonna hear my voice. So let this be your permission slip to ask the questions that you need in order to make the you know most informed decisions for what's next for you reach out to lisa if you want to you know get the real deal on how i teach yeah. and how much we show up and support you but i i think this also paints a picture of how much i care about my clients and their results i mean lisa is now investing in another program that i offer and it's not like when you're done working with me, you're out of my world. No, you become part of my world and I hopefully become part of yours. And I stay in touch with my clients and I, they become a lot like family. And that's really, really important to what we're building. Community is, community is important. Lisa and I both have the line four in our human design, right? That networking piece is super duper important to us. So thank you so much for being on today. And Seriously, you got to go follow this woman for all of the digital organizing tips you never knew that you needed. And it's probably going to, you're going to feel a little called out because I do regularly,
1: (laughs) but in a good way. Like no judgment. Everyone's like, oh, you don't want to see my whatever. I'm like, it's fine. Like (laughs) you, like there's places in my life you would probably judge too. No judgment. It's fine.
0: (laughs) No judgment. All right. Thank you so much for sharing your thoughts and just journey with us today.
1: Thank you, Melissa, for letting me come on and share it and, you know, for CFA and all the other wonderful things that you do.
0: Awesome as always, thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast episode. It was truly a pleasure to spend time with you. If you're not already part of our free community on Facebook, please join me inside of the up-level lounge. You can also check out melissafroelich.com or follow along on Instagram, melissafroelich underscore biz to find out the most current ways that I can support you in stepping further into your CEO role right now.